0: Yeah, growing up as a in an Asian h- household, like your confidence is shot like almost every yeah. day. Every day, every
1: day. <laughs> you, you think you got like straight A's. You walked in, you're good. And they're like, your straight your, A's is
2: nothing. Where's your A guy, plus? A <laughs> hey, because I've got A for the past five years. you' only get one quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs>
3: hey there. Welcome to the Gluten Free Organic Thoughts podcast where you are encouraged to express your natural thoughts and views through casual, meaningful conversations that hopefully can lead to learning and understanding new perspectives. To find out more info, visit www.gfothoughts.com. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Wong and Robert Din. We hope you enjoy this episode.
0: Welcome back to Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts. This week we have a co- great conversation with Sandy about being Superwoman, doing everything. Uh, it's gonna be it's a great combo, and we're going to be splitting it up into two parts. So this is gonna be part one.
2: And if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the like button and smash the subscribe button. And if you're listening to uh, either Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, please don't forget to subscribe. And hopefully you enjoy part one.
0: Easy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Gluten Free Organic Thoughts. I'm Robert Din, your one of your co-hosts. Today we have uh, Sandy Mok here with us to discuss managing motherhood, careers, and workflow balance or work-life balance. Uh, so it should be interesting. And as always, we have our other co-host, Michael Wong. Hey,
2: everybody! Welcome back to another great episode. Sandy, welcome. Appreciate your time. I know you're busy, especially taking your Saturday with us. So first things first, what are you drinking?
1: <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Well, glad to be here. And what I'm drinking is just water very
0: boring oh sandy i know
1: know. but you gotta keep the body hydrated all right all right that's
2: fair enough so i'm back on the east coast it is also two o'clock for me but i am drinking my one dollar wawa special so apparently this whole month
0: you know wawa coffee coffee.
2: coffee. it's not sponsored by wawa yet our podcast hopefully one day maybe
0: one day maybe (laughs) you shouldn't you shouldn't have mentioned it then like we should have we should have held out like we we should have blurred it (laughs) <laughs> until <laughs> until they get a sponsorship coming
2: right so what are you drinking Robert? for me
0: i'm also staying hydrated with some sparkling rose uh, i have this
2: you know the west coast right
0: oh i love day. being on the west coast it's uh some yeah. donaldson rose here okay that's well good.
1: you got a rose all day that's the timeline, all day. right
0: yeah that's, i that's love
2: true. it uh, No, rob loves rose so we've done some parties rosés.
0: We've done yeah. We've done spark. We've done rosé parties. We've done champagne parties. Yeah. Done, I like I like I like sparkling wine and I like rosés. I like reds. I like everything. And
2: it's, you know, it's a good way. It's, a, it's refreshing, especially in summertime.
0: Yeah, it's, summertime yeah. it's nice. Yeah.
1: And you're really close to Napa Valley, so.
0: Yeah. That's true.
2: Yeah.
1: about I mean, how's the weather up there? In, in Jersey. It, um it's getting chillier it actually starts feeling more like fall which i'm excited because oh. i do like the really? fall weather oh, Wait,
2: has the leaves start turning yet
1: yes it has
0: oh nice. yeah i've never lived in somewhere where i've seen all uh,
1: four seasons four seasons. seasons
0: yeah so i was born in florida it's always summer there and then moved it here is. here to san francisco it's always fall so mm-hmm. like it's it, no, there's no change
2: yeah, so Sunny lived in Tampa for like the longest period of time. I, I
1: did. That. Well, I was um, I was born in Vietnam, and my whole family's Chinese, but they were, you know we were raised in Vietnam, and then mm-hmm. when I was three, I moved up to Ohio, and I Ohio. did not know why they moved an uh, Asian girl <laughs> to Ohio.
2: There's a lot of Asians in Ohio, believe it or not. No, yeah.
1: not Toledo. Not, not Toledo. Toledo. Though, oh. My backyard was a cornfield, and I was the like, only <laughs> Asian in my school, and I was so sad. I was like, what did they do to me? <laughs> oh my and god And then i transitioned to tampa florida um and i went to middle school high school college there oh, and
0: that's nice. kind of how
1: i met mike was down in tampa
2: yeah uh i think uh i met uh, her husband back then and uh what what you was that
0: what were you doing yeah, in tampa uh, Mike?
2: i was in a coffee shop you know her husband picked me up you know just just the <laughs> <line> and,
0: uh, <laughs> he
2: picked you up yeah he yeah
1: yeah, yeah. actually, okay, no, no, ball. <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. I think we were at Panera, if I remember correctly. I it was remember.
1: Panera, yeah. Yeah, it
2: was Panera because I used to uh, study or work uh, worked out at a Panera. I had no, I had a project in, Panera, in in Tampa at the airport. That's right. Now that I remember, I was working. So this was like in two thousand thirteen. No, 12? twelve. 20, thirteen.
1: Twelve, something 12 or thirteen. That it's been
2: a while now. It
1: That's has. That's crazy.
2: Time flies.
1: Time does fly.
2: Yeah so you went to a high school there and then did you end up going to college there
1: um, i did usf, USF
2: so you're, she's a bull by the way Robert.
0: she's a bull yeah
4: yeah
1: <laughs> what can i say <laughs> and, you know, they had one good streak in football, so <laughs>
4: that's true <There> we go.
1: <laughs> but yeah i studied biomedical there and because i'm asian and your mom forces you and you're a girl to be a doctor and marry one uh, so i got go. a degree but i never went Fair towards being a doctor wow <laughs> fair enough and yeah so what so what did you
2: do after college then
1: then after college i went into well i decided not to go into the medical field just because i can do it but it, it just wasn't for me and then i went into nursing recruiting and then transitioned into technology recruiting um and that was my career for quite a while
2: wow so you started wow. nursing recruiting
1: that's I did. crazy i did i was pushing like 60 hours a week
2: and i heard the tough especially for trauma nurses recruiting some of that they're mm-hmm. it, it's brutal
1: yeah, it's a lot of um, babysitting at times. <laughs> I, guess, I guess, you know,
2: how did you end up deciding to do recruiting in the beginning?
1: Well, it's, it just kind of fell on my lap because I had a, a good friend of mine, um, Christine, she was also working as a nurse recruiter. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, hey, you know, do you want to do this? You know, it seems like you're good with people. Um, why don't you just give it a shot? And I was just like, why not? Let me just see what the doors can open to. And so I did it. And I actually became really good at recruiting. So this is during
2: pre-covid times obviously you had to be people person to person is that what it this was is like
1: ages ago um this was it wasn't person to person it was everything via the phone okay. and then when Ooh. i transitioned to technology recruiting it was more in person to person but most of the things are handled over the phone
2: gotcha right. mm-hmm. and I, I guess how long did you do nursing recruiting versus technology recruiting for?
1: nursing recruiting i did it for about maybe two two three years okay. and then technology recruiting I did it after right after nursing and then even so to this day i still work you know right. as
2: a yeah, technology yeah. recruiter so mm. so then at, at that time when did you meet ben i'm just curious
1: i met ben after after i got the job actually we we're just friends but we've known each other for so long i think I after, after nursing recruiting um during i was a nurse recruiter at that mm-hmm. first job but i've known him for a long time i was 14 when i knew of him because he hung out wow. with the same crowd and he's older he's like five years older than me yeah. i call him my old man yeah. um, but he has the same group that worked with me in the restaurants and gotcha. i actually um his ex-girlfriend worked with me, oh. with me in the restaurant so, so the
2: same circle of friends that's what you're saying full
1: yeah. of friends but oh, we were okay. just friends throughout the whole process yeah. and then we just ended up being together and gotcha. here we are married so, with kids
2: yeah and then and then so you were so at that point, your relationship hasn't started him yet, right? It's just trans, you're saying.
1: Mm-hmm. So when do
2: you, I guess, when did you guys start dating? When you started doing the technology recruiting at that time?
1: No, I think it was after, half a year of being in my nursing recruiting job then we started dating because i was trying to hook him up with my girlfriends and he didn't care for anything he, like any oh, he didn't want any of those there we go he saw smart yeah, he was
2: smart he saw you know he saw what he saw you know he wanted he knew what he wanted so
1: yeah i kept introducing to girls and nothing happened and then next thing you know we started hanging out more and i was like oh this, i kind of like could possibly
2: so you're trying to hook him up
1: <laughs> yes i was <laughs> I don't know if you knew the story, actually. No, I did not know
2: the story. This is the <laughs> crazy part. I'm like, oh. I knew I, I kind of knew how you guys met, but I did not know the whole background of this. That's what yeah. really uh, yeah,
1: All that's- right, so
2: as you progressed your career, um, you know, you decided to, why well, did you decide to just jump to technology recruiting? I'm just wondering, what was the term of that?
1: Just because I knew technology was a field that was growing and it's always going to be growing um, and there's a lot of opportunity there. So that's why I transitioned to technology recruiting.
2: Was that a big knowledge gap? Because obviously you had to know like what are you were recruiting? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I mean, from a nursing, you kind of had the medical background it to kind of emphasize that. But now you're co- going to the whole
1: left field. Yeah. It was um, a big learning curve, but at the end of the day, you're still dealing with people. Right. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, the more I talked to people, the more I learned about their skill sets mm-hmm. and what it was all about. And it was just, it wasn't as hard as I thought it was. Gotcha. Do you, do I you was find, just trying to find the needs for people.
0: Do you find the, t- the technical recruiting people like less personable than the
1: nursing people? It depends on, <laughs> <That's> true, <laughs> it, right? it, it all depends, <laughs> right? Because you have, um, and I don't want to stereotype by any means, but I, I Came across a lot of maybe back-end developers are just very to themselves you know don't want to be bothered yeah, um, You you're people it's
2: fine I, I yeah. no, it's normal i mean I but then like... i
1: have like ui graphic designers who love to talk to people and just share that's the whole true. life with mm-hmm. people that's right true. so i mean that of course you can't put people in boxes but on more of a typical level that's what so i, I guess
2: across. you know when it comes to recruiting right like obviously jargon is one of them uh, i believe you know, understand the jargon the dialect and then, but not only that. Now, when it comes to technology recruiting, it, like you said, from graphic design a UX graphic designer to programmer, end coding. I guess, how do you gauge, you know, their personality? Because it's the opposite. And, you know, you have your extrovert, introvert. But sometimes, you know, it, certain roles may just need certain personality. Uh, but obviously, the skill set is kind of there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, the, I guess my question is that: how do you? It's hard to judge. How do you know that that could be the right fit for that person? Like, you know, like. Sometimes you can tell because it's very obvious, but sometimes you just can't, especially on yeah. the phone.
1: Yeah. I think it's just having to um, have a good conversation with them and really dig and really ask right questions mm-hmm. um, because even though their skill set might match the position, but their personality might not match the culture of the company or the culture of the team. So it's just asking the right enough questions to get what you need to see if they're a good fit. Do you like a checklist
2: that you go
4: through?
1: Um, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm all about yeah. checklists. <laughs> well,
0: were you doing Were you doing recruiting for like uh, a specific firm, or were you doing it for like uh, like a, as a yeah. recruiting company, doing it for? Yeah, well,
1: firms. I did recruiting for an agency for a bit. That's how mm-hmm. I got into technology recruiting. Then I went into more of a corporate field. Um, they were a privately held company in Tampa, um, and then they got bought out, and now I'm with more of a global company that does technology recruiting as well. But a lot more jobs that I do nowadays is more government contract positions.
0: Gotcha. Oh, I see.
2: I mean, Robert, how, how's your experience working with a recruiter? I'm just wondering.
0: It's always horrible. I think. Yeah. See,
2: that's the reason why I want to bring that up.
0: That's <laughs> like the.
1: You just didn't have me. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's I, I, it. It's I, just,
0: <laughs> you. You find a lot of bad recruiters. Um, yeah. Um, even in like really good companies, you'll find, just pockets of really workers that like don't get back to you so like i i i don't understand like how you're the recruiter and you don't get back to me like usually i'm the one that's that's the bottleneck but like if you don't get back to me i feel like that's like really that's a big no-no
1: because you want to develop rapport with your candidate right Mm
0: because
1: that's how you develop relationship um but you know i'll just leave it there
2: and, and and well, that's also why I kind of brought that up because I feel like Robert had a bad experience
4: recruiting. So. I'm sorry, Robert. <laughs> no, like,
0: it's not one. And that's not just me. It's like I've, I've known a lot of people that are just like, oh, man, these recruiters, well, they don't also, do anything.
4: In SF, <laughs> right?
2: I feel like in SF, they feel like the recruiters there, like, oh, you know, you're probably talking to five recruiters, right? They feel like, you know, as a candidate, you're like, you're probably talking to five, four or five recruiters, and they probably don't feel like, okay, you're not that important. That's, you know. But, one role might not work out, but the next role may, it might. And that's the thing, like like you said, Sandy mentioned. I think that relationship, that rapport, that rapport in you know, the sense, that kind of builds that. It may not work out today, but tomorrow you never know.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yeah,
0: that's true. But it's it's really not. A lot of the times, it's not even the, the the position. It's more just the recruiter just doesn't doesn't like want to do anything. It might be that there's yeah. too many technical people in San Francisco, so then they're just like have too many people to Well, Sean
2: had a good experience with recruiters, and I think he's been using the same recruiter for a while now, I believe.
0: I don't know if that's how it works.
2: Uh, Not the last job that he got, not the recent job that he got, but I mean, in the past, you know how he went through Levi, he got that was through a recruiter.
0: mm, Yeah, no, I've talked to Sean a lot too, and we have the same, like, oh, these recruiters are bad. And even, like, when I was working with, uh, when Sean was at Under Armour, I was trying to get a job at Under Armour, and the recruiter just wouldn't cool. like work. Like it, it, it's weird that like I talked to, or Sean talked to the hiring manager, um, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, send his resume through." And I sent my resume, in and the recruiter's like, "Oh yeah, you're not a fit." And it's like, I've t- we've talked to the manager already. Like I don't understand <laughs> how it doesn't get through.
2: Oh, but so, so now you're talking about a specific recruiter for that company, but I I, I was I think. When I was talking to Sean actually about this, like, because I was looking for a recruiter when I was transitioning my career mm. uh, away from my center. And he said he had some ex- decent experience with one recruiter that helped you look for you know, different companies, right? Uh,
0: so ah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, more an agency recruiter.
2: Yeah, agency. Correct. And I feel like a corporate recruiter versus an agency recruiter is different, though. That's what it I'm saying. Right. That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But because I've been on both sides.
2: They're on both sides, correct, yeah. So, wait, Robert, did you do an agency recruiter?
0: Um, I did one going to go into Google oh yeah. so
2: that was an agency recruiter mm-hmm. okay and that experience was bad too
0: um no they were pretty good it was just yeah know. which yeah. makes sense i mean, it's supposed to be better i guess because yeah. they get paid to to get your position right so.
1: yes they do they get a commission
0: mm-hmm. so yeah. like the corporate recruiters just like get paid
1: yeah
2: that's true. Well, it
1: just depends. To be so some corporate recruiter they get bonuses right so if they oh. hit a certain amount of placements they do get bonus
2: uh,
0: so it
1: does apply to their kpis
0: Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I don't know. Yeah,
2: I, I have worked uh, I I mean I've done corporate recruiting as well. Uh, just you because have? yeah, uh, for Accenture and I actually for P W C right now actually. Because we get bonuses too as well. And so if I bring people in, some of that like um it's different for me because I do only entry levels, uh, at P W C right now, but uh, but then and Accenture I was looking for experience hires. So that was different because those bonuses were bigger, experience hires. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was my only bonus way in. I gave my own bonus, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, wait, is that like
0: is pick- that like the the normal the typical like, uh, you get a bonus every time you re- recruit someone in? It depends, or though, right? So certain like companies set up actual, differently.
2: Mm-hmm. Certain companies are set up with based on referral fees. Some certain companies are based on actually recruiting. Like, so for example, uh. What the way I do, uh, I guess the way they, they set up the entry level is that you can get as many entry level people, They won't ca- you won't get that referral, right? Just because they're entry level. But if, if they stick around for one year, you get a bonus. So they have to stick around for one year. So mm-hmm. especially for entry level, right? And so, um, depends on the firm, I believe also that varies. Uh, and essentially, it was just only referral bonus base. But I, even though I was part of the recruiting program, I wasn't, I wasn't a recruiter at all. Uh. So I purposely, like, I purposely look for experience higher because, and I just refer them in through the recruiting program process. Ah,
4: uh, so, I, I see, I see. And
2: I, and I participate in events just to meet people.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm. So, it's a little bit way to get around. Again. To be honest, it was easy ten thousand dollars bonus sometimes.
0: Yeah, my my yeah. company does the same thing. It's all just referral though. Like every company I've worked for, it's like, oh, if you do, if you have a referral that comes in, you get a little bonus. Gotcha.
2: Yeah.
1: Which is nice when you get that referral bonus.
0: Yeah. But yeah, like, it's like half taken out of taxes and stuff. Like it's, if it you it like, doesn't feel as much as when you, when you actually get it.
2: Yeah. And I think obviously every company changes all the time, every two, three years, depends on the demand. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, so, so Sonny, so now you're still doing recruiting right now, right?
1: Um, yes, I do. Um, because it's just easy for me.
2: Got it. And mm-hmm. do you still enjoy it?
1: Um, Yes and no. I think I enjoy other things <laughs> more than recruiting, right? Okay. But it's just second nature, so that's why I keep it. Gotcha. So how's it during COVID? I'm just wondering. Like... It's actually, well, the company slowed down quite a bit, um, but it's picking back up.
2: Gotcha. So nothing really changed because everything's over, over the phone, right?
1: Everything's so... more on the phone. And then now instead of people going on site for interviews, they actually do more Zoom meetings or, you know, um, blue jeans or um, teams.
2: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So a little bit more lenient, a little bit more casual. So. Yes.
1: So I think moving forward, I think a lot of companies are going towards more of the virtual interview route mm-hmm. because they save a lot more money. It makes more sense.
2: Gotcha. That's so what's true. stopping you from doing your own agency recruiting? I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> because I have so many other businesses I need to <laughs> attend to. <laughs> um, so, as you know, I have my esthetician background and we yes. opened up our medical day spa not too long ago. Yeah. And then I also run um, the beauty brand that I also yeah. own um, with a partner, um, the yeah. microblading pigments. Yep. So there's just a lot on my plate. Yep. And then I also run um, a mentorship development business with my husband.
4: Yeah. So mm-hmm.
1: There's quite a bit.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of
2: so stuff. So it's four things. And I think that's, you know, the top I guess the I guess the summary of that in a sense. She probably does a lot more
4: (laughs) in the
2: (laughs) development that we don't know of. Robert, should we we Oh, my God.
4: (laughs) In the pipeline, we
2: we call it in the pipeline. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, we have the real estate, and there's a lot of projects that we want to do, but we just are capped on, um, it's just us, right? Yeah, Yeah, time. So we have to put a lot of them on pause at Mm. the moment. I think I know. I spoke with you on two that we just have to put a pause on right now. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: So, all right, so let's get the esthetician part. of it. So, how long have you been a, an esthetician? Esthetician
1: for
2: about six years. So I'm just wondering, what what how did you just jump into that? So now you you just went from you know nursing recruiting to technology recruiting. Yeah. how did you even jump to that? Well,
1: I always loved the beauty and fashion, but being Asian, my mom told me you can't make money <laughs> in that. Yeah. You gotta do something else. So I was
2: like, okay, fine, but I. Think I, I no, just... I see people people make nails. Do do nails all the time. What are you talking about? You know.
1: <laughs> I, so I just got to a point where I'm like, look, I'm, I'm grown, let me chase after want. something that I want, and mm-hmm. it's a field that I love, and I can spend hours and hours doing it and yeah. really enjoy it, so that's why so I jumped week. and got my, yeah, I mm-hmm. got my esthetician, esthetician degree and started doing a lot of freelance makeup and the makeup for New York Fashion Week. And, and
2: is that how you came up with that product, uh, with the two businesses, this?
1: Um, well, after I started doing makeup for a while, my, you know, my husband, Ben was just saying, you can't really scale yourself as big as you want. You, there are, there are um, ways that you can do that, but mm-hmm. if you take yourself away from the equation, you're always still going to be having to do active work.
2: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So why
1: don't you look into another route that you can, you know, um, build something the equation eventually. Yeah. yeah. And then take yourself away. So that's when I went into microblading because that's when it was really hot. Um, it was just up and coming. It wasn't yeah. as hot as it is now. So I went into microblading, and then you're able to make a lot more money in a short period of time. Um, then I looked at all the inks so, that were So using For it. those
2: people who know microblading, can you explain it a little bit? Sorry.
1: Sure. So microblading is um, a semi-permanent tattoo that you have on your eyebrows, eyeliner, or even your lips, and it lasts for about two to three years. So, so
2: for Robert, can, does he need microbeading? Can you see it? Does he need
0: yeah, do I, I need some, right? Like right here. <laughs> you don't need
1: it. You have a nice
2: set of brows. <laughs> she's just being nice, Robert, by the way. I know, you know. She's very, very nice. It'd be better for your business
0: if you said yes, though. <laughs> I like to be honest. Yeah.
2: So, so you came up with your own brand. What's the brand called?
1: Uh, Lux Inc.
2: Lux Inc. So how do you spell that? L U X E. L U X E I N K. yeah.
1: There just because I was running across a lot of pigments that um, didn't sit too well with the the skin tones, or just faded too quickly, so then I was just like, why not create one of my own that I really like and that I know the quality of it? So that's why I got into the pigment business.
0: Wow how did the... you How do you even know wh- how to get into that?
1: Yeah, like, well, like even if I
0: even if I thought about it and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I think even finding
2: manufacturers you know, hard, right? Think about it, Robert. Yeah.
1: Like, like quality of ingredients. How do you even trust the source of the ingredients? Mm-hmm. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of labor, a lot of research. And you know, my partner has been in the field a lot longer than I was. Um, so she had a lot more connections. And then she knew more about pigments than I did as well. So we collabed together. And then we flew to Korea and looked at different manufacturing plants, different inks, um, and just what ingredients would work on more of an organic routes because mm-hmm. a lot of pigments aren't there, aren't organic. Yeah. So then it took about maybe a year and a half to two years to really come out with that product
2: that's crazy a year and a half and that's just researching yeah <laughs>
1: test like trial and errors for sure yeah, yeah because for sure. i mean you can just buy a label and slap your logo on it right because yeah, we've seen labeling. that that's what it's called yeah private, private labeling. labeling but then again you know you just don't really have the full um control over the process mm-hmm. and what's really in the ingredients and that's what we wanted and not mm-hmm.
2: only that i think that's from a storytelling standpoint it's kind of hard like mm-hmm. I feel like now you have your own niche in a sense, and then you can dictate your your brand better. Uh, so I, I'm sure you know as you grew, you learn about branding way more than you you wanted you expected. But I feel like I feel like you know you have a little bit of a marketing background, a little bit I guess to you know from, from all the things that you do because you kind of s- sold stuff. I mean, think about it: you sold roles, you sold position, and you, you're a people person. So that helped probably transition into that uh, to that to that business, though.
1: Um, yes and no, I think, you know, you should, you, you probably know this when you're in the trenches, you just got to learn and make a ton of mistakes. And I wasn't afraid to make the mistakes. Um, and I'm the type, you know, I like to plan, but sometimes plan doesn't come into fruition. So you just have to do. And as you do it, then that's when you learn the most. And, you know, through building the brand, I've learned a lot about myself. i learned a lot of um, strengths that I have. And I learned about strengths that I didn't have that I just need to um, develop. utilize somebody else for. Oh, right. Yeah. And. That's true, um, yeah.
0: So it's how, just really you figuring yourself
1: out
2: i'm curious like you very you're, you're obviously you're definitely confident about your skill set you're confident you, you can tell the way you talk and like how'd you build that over time because i feel like as you know in the early 20s none of us in the hell we were doing and yeah. it's 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 hard to build a confidence and it's hard to build a skill set and especially like even though you went to a, I went to a sc- I went, to, I mean, I, I got an engineering degree. I never did it for either, but I just, uh, for me, but I wasn't confident enough that where, okay, you know what, what did you do next? You know, like, mm-hmm. I did slowly build that up. Like, how'd you build that? I you know was wondering, like, like you had mentorship, you have anything like support?
1: Yeah. So from a confidence standpoint, I appreciate you saying that because I had the worst self image growing up, <laughs> I guess being from an Asian family, not to like, Talk smack about them, but they always tell you—they always compare you to your cousins, right? Oh, oh you're not smart or you're enough. Or, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, you're of not course. pretty enough. You're not doing well enough. And
1: I'm like, what is enough? <laughs> what is enough? It, it's true. I was gonna bring that
0: up too, cause I was like, uh, Mike's talking about confidence, and I was like, yeah, growing up as a in an Asian household, like. Your confidence is shot, like, almost every yeah. day. Every day. Yeah. Sure.
1: You, <laughs> you think you got, like, straight A's, you walked in, you're good, and they're like, oh, your where's straight your, A's is nothing. Where's your, your A died. plus?
2: A <laughs> hey, because I've got A pluses for the past five years, you're only going
1: get one quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, no, it's really through a lot of um, mentorship and reading. I've, um, I never believed in self-help book before growing up and throughout college, and then once – i got with um i met my husband he was the one that really started teaching me hey you know what read some of these books because it's not just self-help but it really relates a lot of life lessons too that you can utilize for yourself or in the future for businesses so i really took a deep dive in reading a lot and then listening to podcasts but if i were to choose between podcasts and reading I, i would put them both hand in hand um, but reading, you always get more of that one-to-one um, connection with the book to really peel back the layers to, you know, grow yourself.
0: Mike, you got really low, out of nowhere. One hour later. What did you do? Yeah. W-
2: I did not do anything.
4: <laughs> Better?
0: It sounds the same.
2: It sounds the same. It sounds too low. It's still low. It's still
0: low. It's still low. It's kind of weird. Technical difficulties.
4: <laughs> Eventually. Um, oh
2: yeah, so if you were to recommend uh, a book right wh- i mean first of all what was the first book that he suggested you should read just wondering?
1: <laughs> the five love languages
4: oh really? no he... <laughs> get out of here
1: <laughs> he wanted me to know his love language so we would have a good relationship okay, oh really yeah. that's
2: <laughs> wow bring that up? i'm curious hang on
1: because i always liked reading um i just never read you know self-development books um, and he was just like, "Hey, you know, this is more story-like. I think you might enjoy it. And why don't you give it a shot?" Kind is of. Is the one
2: that uh, by uh, what's called Chapman, I believe. I, I yeah, it's one. like
1: a purple cover with two couples holding yeah, hands walking I, on I, the I, I think beach. I know what you're
2: talking about. I actually never read that book, but I
1: know which book you're talking about. Though.
0: I don't think I've read it, but I've seen.
1: I I heard. Of it I've seen like
0: synopsises of it and stuff
1: yeah it's actually really good it's really good yeah of the first book that really got me into reading self-development
0: books
2: got it so but then now so that was the first book he suggested so now do you have a favorite book that you would like tend to go back and read just because you feel like this got you through a lot
1: there's so many it's so tough um how about one book that's made this huge impact huge Mm. impact on me it's probably gonna be what do you say when you talk to yourself Hmm. Mm. i never heard that yeah you know? I will have to pull it up. Huh. What do you
2: because say I mean, when so you talk I to actually
1: yourself? Ha- yeah, actually, so what is the book about? i wondering, just curious. We won't take too much time. So the book that. is actually by um, a PhD person, um, Chad Humstutter. Mm-hmm. But I liked it because it really peels like the layers of um, different... I guess it talks about like people have different things, right? Some people aren't excusitis, so they make a lot of excuses for everything. Some people are perfectionists, where where, um, I was guilty too, or some people are perfectionists, that needs everything planned out before they can make a move, right? Um, so there's lots of various chapters and different techniques and it talks about how you can reverse um, negative programming that you've had through the years. And I grew up with negative programming um, without really knowing that I had that um, through families or just in general. And it talks about you can change all that. So that book really helps me start moving in a different direction and start positive speaking to myself, which sounds crazy that you want positive affirmations got all
2: the time. It, got it. So is this this book here, I just sent you the link. Okay, I think it's this one. Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, I found it too. Yeah, I found that too, uh, that like, when I talk to myself, like it's like self-talk, I, it's like always like, I'm the worst, I'm always uh, so bad. Um, and then going through like some therapy and stuff and you talk to people and then they're, they're just like, why do you say this about yourself? Like. You should be looking at more positive things and it, it gives you a better outlook on, on where you're going.
1: Yeah, it's crazy how um what difference it is because the only person that you the only person that talks to you the most is yourself. But I never knew that. It's, you know, I thought it was just people that you surround yourself with, but when you really sit down to think about it, you are the only person that talks to yourself all the time. That's like,
2: true.
0: You're yeah. always are your you, toughest critic. So how,
2: how did you quiet the noise around you? I'm just wondering. How how did you quiet the noise around you? As you, Um, going through your career, as you, you know, evolve, like how did you end up quiet the around you to feel that?
1: I learned who to listen to and who not to listen to, because there are some people that will just have opinions, um, but they're not going to pay your bills at the end of the day. So I learned Mm. to listen to people who have fruits on their trees and people who have um, what I'm chasing after. And those are the people's opinions that matters the most to me. Mm. Um, Because I have a huge family. I have a lot of friends. Um, not saying that their opinions aren't great. I value their opinions on other things, yeah. but when it comes to businesses, I tend to listen to people who've been a little bit further than I am and have the business that I want, the structure that I want, and those, that's how I was able to kind of quiet the noises, is learning who to listen to, which was really hard for me.
2: Mm. Gotcha. I, feel, I mean, I, I still feel like I struggled at some time because it's kind of hard. Like, mm-hmm. um, especially also is, when you're younger, you don't know any better and mm-hmm. you feel like everybody's successful, right? <laughs> and uh, and it's kind of hard to tell the difference, especially if you don't have that awareness.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, it's tough too, because society today, we look for other people's opinions, right? Like we read ratings on Google. We read reviews, reviews on Yelp, yeah. you know, before we buy anything or go anywhere to eat. But mm-hmm. when it comes to business, you can't look for other people's opinions because they that might hold you back.
2: Gotcha. And so now, did do you, uh, I guess, did you end up finding a mentor along the way or you just, you know, went along with it? Like, I'm just wondering.
1: Or which business? Anything. anything in general, <laughs> life in general. Any life business. General, you know? Yeah. So I do have um, great mentors in my life. Um, when it comes to, you know, life decisions or even business decisions, you know, I go to them and bounce things back off of them. And I feel like everyone should at least have a mentor in their life. And it's different between work mentor and business mentor, um, work mentor. Um, I always feel, yes, they're gonna help you in the work career field, but they can't teach you everything that they know because then their job will be in jeopardy, right? Um, they're always gonna have to hold just a little bit back. Gotcha. Um, you talking
2: about professional career level, like. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah, but when it comes to business, and you find the right business mentor and you have the, you both have a vested interest in one another, then they want you to succeed. So they're gonna teach you everything that they know because when you succeed, then they can also succeed as well. But yeah. you also have to give them back something, right? They can't just give you things without you giving back something to them.
2: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then how about the business mentor? I guess like, how I guess how how did you end up? I guess not one finding that person or finding that group, you know. Because I feel like that's kind of, I think, a little bit tougher. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because also at the same time you gotta find the people with the right stage of mindset too. Because some people just want to give back, and mm-hmm. you might be just be the right time, right place. But I, I just feel like I think I'm struggling in that piece finding the right mentor from a business perspective. I think from a work perspective, I'm I'm, I'm okay. So like, how did you find yours? Well, uh,
1: through mine is just a lot of business connections, mm-hmm. right? Um, being in the different businesses that we have and the network that we have, and then. Um, we were able we were lucky enough to be able to find a couple for ben and i found a couple that has what we wanted and then we just chased after them and really try to earn their trust mm, gotcha. and then through time you know and through a lot of relationship building um we were able to earn their trust to be able to teach us things that they know
2: that's that's what you're saying so like it wasn't it wasn't just overnight so just like- no
1: it wasn't overnight and because at the end of the day, mentorship is um, a word that's so loosely tossed around now. Um, I feel like mentorship takes a lot of trust and time to build. You know, at the beginning, maybe they were just our coaches. So what What do you define as mentorship, I just wanted to know. Mentorship for me is somebody that first has what you want, right, and you mm-hmm. can see their successes, but they're willing to give back to you and they're willing to do it they're willing to give you everything that they can for you to become successful and there's no holding back. And there has a lot to be, there has to be a lot of trust in that relationship. Also, um, a lot of trust, a lot of, um, I want to say turmoils too, because you have to go through stuff to be able to build a stronger relationship. Nothing is just better. Yeah.
0: Oh, your sound went out. What happened? Did you guys, were you guys talking?
2: Yeah. Can you hear me?
0: Oh, maybe it's my connection. <laughs>
2: uh, oh, all no. of a sudden,
0: all of a sudden, everyone went went uh quiet, quiet. Yeah. now? my Oh, myself? my thing just said connection was unstable. Yeah, I think I'm back. Okay, Man, <laughs> I need to get my Wi-Fi set up.
1: Which which part that we cut out on?
0: Uh, it's like the last five seconds that you said.
2: Oh, you are talking
0: about to uh, wow. finish right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah.
1: I think you know, for me, um, a mentorship is being able to, I want to say, um. Everything that my mentor recommends to me, I take it in
4: because mm. a
1: lot of times people can say they have a mentor, they have a coach, but whatever they suggest to them, it just goes in one ear at the other, or they're like, okay, and they do something totally opposite. So for a true mentorship and a uh, true mentor mentee ship to work, you have to trust each other through the, through the progression so, like, did of did you your just ask them
2: after the right time, you asked them, hey, you want to be my mentor? Did you just did that? Or I actually just became that?
1: I think it just became that. It's, very, it's more natural Got it. that way. Yeah. But it's kind of like when you're dating somebody, do you ask them, "Hey, you want to be my girlfriend? You want to be my boyfriend?" Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to, but sometimes, sometimes they really, they really want that. <laughs> sometimes they just, <laughs> sometimes they, they just need to hear it. it happens, and then you know that, hey, you're gonna be exclusive type. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah. Listen, you gotta level set expectations sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, you were talking about the like relationship where they they're giving you. Um, as much good advice as they can. Uh, But like, what do they get out of that relationship?
1: Yeah, well, it's a little bit different for me with my uh, mentors and I, because we run a business together, right? So Mm -hmm. if if my business becomes successful, they also become successful in it. They have a certain percentage that they get from my business. so it, that's why that's why we have a vested interest in one another, and have a, they have a vested yeah. interest to help me succeed.
2: So this is the mentorship program that you've been working on right now.
1: Yeah. So the yeah. same thing. If you know, you can't just go to Warren Buffett and be like, Hey, can you be my mentor? Well, what do you have to give Warren Buffett right. in that's return? True, yeah. Right. You have to give something back in return because yeah. nothing is free. And I don't expect the mentorship to be free. But for us, it just so happened that with our business and our business model, it kind of works. And it's going really well. Yeah, it went
2: really well. I, I, I do agree with that. I think that I think every mentorship and relationship is going to be different depending on the person, depending on the business, and also depends on, I guess, how you guys, you know, even get together, right? I think that I think gradually that that probably evolves. I, for me, I guess I, I do have a hard time trusting people. <laughs> and yeah. so I think that part of that, I think it's a little uh, aspect. It's kind of like I second guess not them myself whether i'm doing the right move and so i think i had i had opportunities i just don't think i pursued it and maybe mm-hmm. maybe because i didn't it didn't click or maybe because i just didn't trust him enough perhaps but i think because you, you keep mentioning trust factor right and mm-hmm. over and over again i feel like that's definitely has to do a huge role of at least part of my issue i think finding the right mentor so. yeah i think you know
1: it's, it's tough to trust because I've been burnt before as well, you know, in different relationships. So it's really hard for me to open up to someone and to fully trust them. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, you know, time will be the best. Um, mm-hmm. what is that word? The best, um, time will tell, you yeah. know, time really r- would really tell someone's, um, personality, you know, what, who they really are as a person, um, and because me and my mentors, we've had so many years of working together and so many years to build trust that it's an easier relationship for us. It didn't happen overnight. It's not all of a sudden, and, hey, you're my mentor. Hey, I trust everything that you're gonna tell me. Um, you know, there, are, there were barriers, there were walls that were built up, but I think through time and through everything that they the suggested to me, yeah, and I took their advice and our lives became better because of it, our businesses became better because of it. Then slowly each break, each layer started to peel off and more trust came, you know, and it takes work. Mentorship relationship takes work. Boyfriend-girlfriend relationship takes work. Husband That's and sure. wife relationship t- takes work. Every relationship will take work. Yeah. Robert, do you have a mentor in your life right now? I'm
2: just wondering, personally or professionally?
0: No. I have a lot of friends, uh, and it's usually like I, when I go into a company or um, or like when I go into something more professional, it's usually I find someone who I like really has a a lot of knowledge to share and willing to share. Um, and I've always found people that are willing, that are like open, um, and just talking to them and getting to know them, and then from there, like you just build a relationship from there. Um, but it's nothing formal there's nothing
4: No, like even that from
2: that. a personal perspective life perspective
0: Mm-mm.
2: Hmm. i mean do you, i'm sorry do you have a two goal person for a personal life perspective besides ben um life perspective yes
1: my mentors i have
2: two okay, okay. from a personal life like for just like but that's yeah, not biased it's
1: it, not biased yeah, yeah like i need okay. it, can, can bounce things off of them
2: that's that's not your mom either right?
1: <laughs> definitely not my mother. I hope she's not listening to this podcast. <laughs> definitely not her. Sorry, <laughs> Love you. <laughs> no, but she just has opinions. <laughs> it's kind of hard. Because That's what, because what I, I find a lot my, too.
0: Yeah, a lot of yeah, opinions. I trust my mom a
2: lot, and and she's definitely knowledge enough, for, and she's gone through so much. And I I, I trust her opinion, but also sometimes, it, like, sometimes it's just opinions. You know yes. what I mean? how do you silence that sometimes like you don't want it to disappoint them you know also
1: yeah but, it's it's um it's tough it's, a tough it's really tough it's a really it tough yeah i think i got to a point where my mom knows i don't really listen to her so <laughs> it doesn't really matter but she also sees where i was and um who i am now where we where we came yeah, from right course. and the yeah. success um the success that we now have that she she still doesn't trust me to this day she's trying to give me advice on real estate and i'm like calm down mom (laughs) Um, we have a bigger portfolio (laughs) than you so we we will know when we want to buy we would you know we trust us on that so she still gives opinions to this day and i just have to level step back with her and just be like hey you know thank you for giving me your advice you know i value that how do you not break your
2: heart? that's the question
1: but you know i think we have um timing for what we want to do and we have different um we have already a plan that's already in action It's just not right now maybe it's not the right time for us to do this right now but i value your opinion
2: and thank you so much for it so you ease, you're kind of like it easy in it, ease it, in, ease it in.
1: sometimes See, if, just if i to if if i told you know. that
2: same exact statement to my mom, my mom would call it like, that's bullshit by the way <laughs> sure and she just ignores it, gets mad at me for the rest of the day
4: you know oh, no. so <laughs> i
0: think you just got to get over it um yeah you like there's going to be things that like our parents don't know just not, just not growing up in this society, not seeing the business the way we see it, not not being out there as much, um, yeah. cause like it. That's I've had, I've had the same thing but like, go it, even just the small things like going to college and figuring out what career you want to get into, right. Uh, my parents were all, like the same as yours where they just wanted uh, me to be a doctor just go into something medical and I didn't want to and they and I went over to finance they're like oh what are you going to do in finance all this stuff and then now I've gotten to the point where I, I think uh, where I where I where I really felt that I that I'd made it right my dad I was talking to my dad and he's been like a manager at a bunch of companies and I was talking to him about what I was thinking about doing next and he said, he said something like, uh, you've gotten past where I've gone, so I can't give you any advice. I just trust that you are going to do the right thing. And nice. that was like, that was like the first time I've ever heard, <laughs> I've ever heard anything like, uh, that I'm doing the right thing. Like that's, it's like, it was, so, it was like a, it was like that, that shining moment where I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I'm past where my parents are. yeah And their advice is good it's just you can't just straight up listen to them like we did when we were yeah. but
1: it's also hard to because you're always going to be a baby to them in their eyes of course so right. i yeah. i know that because i see that with my son
4: yeah, yeah
2: well now your mother now so, so, you know so now you actually had that feeling of how they feel right yeah so you obviously that perspective for you, you probably, before even before you having uh, your son your perspective is probably a little bit different but now yeah, mother you could probably relate to more to it yeah so, in certain
1: aspects yes
2: yeah so all right so going back to your professional life so you know, obviously in that you know as you you know build this you know build your confidence of you you know you started reading more self-help book in a sense um how do you i guess sometimes you know you can read a lot and it's kind of hard to put that in practice to be honest mm-hmm. uh i i think i struggle with it sometimes i could read or listen to a bunch of audiobooks books and stuff podcasts but like you said, sometimes it goes when you're in, when you're out, and how do you put that to a perspective practice? Like, like, like the mindset, right? So for me, I think one book that broke me out was it's called, it's called Mindset, uh, this is uh, the psychology of success by uh, I think Carol or something like that. I had to sh- shift my mindset, you just like you know you mentioned before. Earlier, I I did the same thing, mm-hmm. uh, but I think but it took me a while to actually practice that because you had to change your habits, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so like so for you like I'm just wondering like how did you have you like just read it did you just read and you practice it did you like, how did you implement some of this stuff? Well know.
1: everything I think you know um, anything that I do tend to read I try to imp- implement in my life right um away. kind of like the five love languages you know <laughs> as silly as it is but it's a great thing that I read it because now I know like we know how to communicate with one another when it comes to um, being loved because my love language is completely different than his. And Mm -hmm. then I read another book called um, Personality Plus. It talks about different personalities people have. And you have a dominant one, like a one or two top traits, you know, that really defines who you are in a way. Um, And we have different personalities, too. So learning how to work with one another, you know, work with each other's strengths and fill in the gaps, that's really helped my relationship with him. And that's also helped a lot of relationships with, you know, people around me, my friends and family, Mm -hmm. because I know what my mom personality is right and I know how to handle her I know what her love language is so when I know that she's feeling a little bit unloved for me I know what to do to pick her back
2: up but did you get your mom to read that book too
1: no I just know what type she is oh okay I would
0: I would I would ask you how you got your mom to read that book well there's a task
1: there's um, a test that you can take, so I just kind of helped her take that test. So I kinda, oh really? I- I'm actually yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna force this to my mom. Is this like
0: a like a you're in the con- you're like on a phone call and you're like oh mom by the way, would do, it, do you best? like this or this? Yeah, <laughs> like, or was it like a or did you like sit there with her and like go through it?
1: No, it's just on the phone. Yeah, I, yeah, I, just, can't, uh, I can't get my mom to so I mean, tricked her into it.
0: Yeah, she, like, tricked totally
1: her in. <laughs> 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 but, you know, like, everything you read, you have to put it into work, right? It's just kind of like a doctor reading all yeah. the textbooks that he can or she can, but if he never does any real type it, of practice, this. yeah, you can't implement it. You can't do the work.
0: How no. do you know what you're reading is, like, real, though? Like, how do you know that that's – Oh, how do you trust it? You yeah, know? how do you trust it?
1: Yeah, I think you have to read everything with a grain of salt, right? And then really see if that book is a good fit for you. Um, it luckily, to your life. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it applies to it applies to where you're at or what you're looking to do, where you're looking to go. Because there's so many good books out there and there's so many books that you may read right now that you can't really put it into work or it just doesn't make sense right now so you have to you know pick the right books um and i you can do your research you can listen to podcasts we've had um my mentors have recommended books to me and i've actually my husband and i picked up books from a few podcasts that we listen to or even books that mike sent us over and be like hey you need to check this out kind of thing mm-hmm. um and we read them and some of them you know we would read it's a good read has a good content but we just can't use that content now so we would put it back on the shelf and then there's other ones that we'd be like hey you know this is actually really good we can actually put it in this area or put it in this business or put it towards this relationship and then we would be able to utilize it
2: yes i i feel like sometimes i read i have read i have read books early during college days where this didn't apply apply to me but then i read i reread the book after college a couple years after college i'm like oh wow this Mm -hmm. makes more sense now and so you can't always just but but and the reason why I feel like, uh, you know, you, even though you still spend time reading it, it, it may not be helpful today, but at least now you have the background knowledge where to find stuff. If ever it comes, you come across it. Absolutely. I like, to, like, for example, Power of Habits, I think that book for me was a game changer uh, because it helped you recognize your own habits, create awareness. And then knowing that, how do you mold it over time? Mm. And so I go, ba- I go back to that book probably every other year because okay. it kind helps you reset. So I got I got that book to my dad, and let me tell you, it was hard for him me to get him to read. One, I had to get him in Spanish. Two, and he, he – so I think for me, I, I had to build a little bit more patient because he never finished high school, right? And so for him, reading – I didn't know reading was a struggle for him, in a sense. Even though he read Spanish pretty well, he knew, read newspaper, but for him to sit down, actually read, read, it was it was a struggle. And and so I told him, you know, start with five, ten pages, and just see how well, you know, gradually read it. And so – so I got him to read that book, but it took him like two and a half months to read that book. Uh, but I told him, so at the end of the day, did you get anything out of it? And I told, and he said, no, like, go read it again. So so this, when he read it a second time, then he got stuff out of it. So I feel like, um, you know, there are certain books that are impactful, because especially for him, like, he just retired. So his habits changed drastically. And, but, but he's, he's not, he wasn't aware of it, right? He wasn't aware of what changed. And he wasn't aware of how he reacted to those changes. So I really wanted him to be, you know, be more conscious because now for the first time in his life, time is not a, uh, it's not a limited factor for him. He has the time in the world to do what he wants now. And I feel like my biggest worry for my parents was that now they have all this time in the world. What the hell they're gonna do with it? And so for us, it's different, right? For us, like we always need more time. So,
0: why are you yeah. worried uh, about their free time?
2: Uh,
4: because
0: I, for, for because me, they, like if my parents decided they're just gonna stay at home and just hang out like okay like why am i worried
2: if you you think about it they've done they worked seven days a week 14 hours a day for 35 years straight and then suddenly you just went to 100 miles to zero it's it's scary i
4: mean i think for you you just want them
1: to have more of like um because if you don't yeah if you don't i think i understand where you're coming from because they just have all this time and they don't really do anything they start Mm -hmm. to Slow down a lot more, mental, and not saying slow down is not
2: anxiety. good, but they might um, age so mental, a lot quicker. Correct. Uh. for me, for 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 me is that my parents always moved 100 miles an hour, and then suddenly jumping to zero. And from a mental state perspective, I kind of wanted to keep engaged, right? So you know, some people I read a lot. Some people struggle finding the next chapter of life, and so that's a scary vision for me in a sense, right? And so.
1: And, and it's COVID I, right now, so they, it's not like they can travel
2: and really my, live their my life. My point exactly. And yeah. So my, my parents love going to the YMCA before COVID, right? And literally it was like 9 a.m. They're going to COVID, take to some Zumba class with the Hispanic folks, <laughs> chit chat a little bit, have coffee by noontime. They, they, they're done YMCA by 12.30. They go have lunch. Now they couldn't do any of that, you know? So it's kind of like, yeah, like you said, COVID, you know, men, mental stress is a real thing, especially at, with older folks, you know? So, Yeah. That's my, that's I don't know for,
0: for me it was like my my dad stopped working because he had some medical issues and then he just figured out a way like before he was working like crazy like he just like we like never saw him and then afterwards he just figured out a way so I, that's why I didn't know what yeah. you were going at with that
2: yeah, I think my mom could figure that out I think my dad is different the personality was mm-hmm. like you know like, you know your parents right you know the personality how they are so that's why so I kind of knew like I had to push them
1: a little bit more. So. Mm-hmm. I saw that with my grandpa, um, because you know my grandpa helped raise me because my mom was a single mom. Mm-hmm. And um, he was the one that's always like, his calendar was packed with my activities. And then he taught Tai Chi on the weekends. And then when we moved to Florida, all that was kind of gone. I was already grown. You know, I was in, I had my own things. I can drive things, like I can drive places myself and he no longer had to take care of me. And then mm-hmm. he no longer had the Tai Chi classes where he taught. So I can saw him starting to slow down a lot more and age a lot more because he didn't have, he just sat on the couch and he didn't really have a sense of purpose. He didn't mm-hmm. have, yeah. you know, things that he was looking forward to or becoming more active and his body just started to um, age faster, age a lot faster. Mm-hmm. And it broke my heart. Like looking back, I I probably would have maybe wanted him to um, get involved in different activities so he can yeah. keep his health up. Uh,
0: interesting. Yeah.
2: Uh, I don't know. Before get into that, let's go back to our original topic. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but uh, no, but I think it's, it's a good topic to talk about. But as in, it kind of correlates, right? So, um, yeah, because
1: it's kind of like your mind, right? You always want to yeah. keep in yourself. You always want to keep growing because when you're not growing, you're kind yeah. of dying, anyway. Yeah. yeah.
2: So like, mm-hmm. so now that no, so in your career, right? Did you ever envision, I guess, as you grew, you know, where you are today? Did you ever envision that? Wow, I gotta keep learning, or like, oh, I learned one thing, I'm good. Like, like, did you ever envision that you had you where you are today? Or did you envision it differently? I'm just wondering, like, what did you envision when you're younger? When you're like 23,
1: 24? I think um, it's quite different because I didn't expect myself to be such an entrepreneur, maybe because my mom always told me that or, you know, my family told me I, I wasn't smart enough to become an entrepreneur. Um, so I saw my life as a different route. I always thought that I would have just a job and then be like a housewife and then um, be a stay at home mom. And then right after I had my kid, and I was just like, no, I can't be a stay-at-home mom. Bless all those stay-at-home moms out there. I give them so much kudos and so much credit, but that's not me. I just lost my definite of purpose, and I lost my identity, so I never wanted to do that. And I just got very depressed at a period mm-hmm. of time, and I was like, I don't wanna go through that. So that's why I keep myself so busy, and we have businesses because we wanted a purpose in life, um, something for me to chase after and really you know, dig into. Gotcha. So now, so right now,
2: as you know, as you embody, you know, I guess, I know, having having one kid and then not only that, you know, trying to juggle, you know, the business and juggling, you know, the recruiting side things. Like, how do you, uh, I guess we can come back to that. How do you allocate the time from a business perspective? How do you allocate certain time slot? Let's talk sure. about personal life yet. Let's, let's yeah. look that aside. just mm-hmm. wonder how do you even juggle that? I struggle so, with that
4: sometimes, to be honest.
1: So I feel like nobody can give everything 100% all the time. Um, but the times that I do allocate to that business or to my job, that specific time, that's when I give it 100%. percent you have like, a board back me, like, hey, this much time you I have? I have a calendar, everything's ran on my calendar. So, you know, for my for my job, I have the time that I allocate for my job. These are the hours I have for my job. And then when that goes off and um, the time's done, I have time allocated to my businesses, you know, and those are that specific time frame. that two, three hours that day, or two hours that day for my business, I give it 100%, nothing else can distract me. And then, you know, when I have time to play with my son, Um, That's the time that I give my my son 100% my attention, and I'll keep my phone away. I'm not on social media, or I don't keep myself distracted so he can get all of mommy time. Um, So I had to learn how to very compartmentalize things.
2: That's a good way to put it because you have to turn a vision. Sometimes multitasking just doesn't work, and I realize Mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm getting older. For certain
4: things, you just cannot multitask.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I was never that type of person. I was never as structured as I am today because I'm all over the place. Um, I'm the type of person that I um, would always forget things, right? But I think I had to learn and read a lot um, and that wasn't a strength of mine and I just had to learn these habits um, and actually talking about habit books. Um, Atomic Habits is a good book uh, for it.
2: <laughs> i have a bunch of book lined up actually this is
4: actually
1: a, uh, yeah is great book time. i think i read it twice um and it really helped me um build better habits and it broke it down in more simpler form for me and that's why now i'm a little bit more structured in certain areas like my when we go on vacation i'm very structured i have excel spreadsheets for everything like all the trips <laughs> that i went on um, a planner. <laughs> my day-to-day is very based off my calendar because i want to make sure every hour that i have is being utilized in the right way otherwise because if you don't tell time where to go time will just go yeah right that's so, true so i have to be very strategic about that especially when i have a full plate of everything that's going on
2: so see for me though i had to learn to go with the flow sometimes I, but I used to be I used to be very on point plan everything
1: yeah
2: so like how do you balance wait it? you're
0: saying you're saying more like more before than now Mike? no
2: no no so be, no, like now So I'm going to say now I'm more like free flow like, a bit more now. like for example oh so for wow example, okay.
0: okay really Mike oh okay Mike free flow hmm. yeah
2: what do you mean okay come on <laughs> let's be honest how many times I flew in San Francisco last minute
0: yeah but that's, that's like different. that's different like still once you got here we had to go like it, we had to go <laughs> <I guess so. laughs>
4: had to once you're here goes.
0: you're like all right it's time to go we gotta get we gotta get going And I'm like mike just relax a little bit we can take I, I, some
2: time to be better at it you know it's awesome. <laughs> so like, how do you so now sonny going back to how do you turn that off
4: switch then
1: it was um <laughs> you just have to learn how to turn it off <laughs> um and, you know, when I'm with my son or when I um, when I'm hanging out with my husband and it's not business related, we just have to learn to turn it off and just really spend time with one another. Um, mm. Because when you don't when you don't do that um, and you just let social media get in the way, you're missing out on a lot of moments in life. Um, now my husband and I is a little bit different because we have businesses together. So every time we're together alone doing date nights, we will always talk about business and we talk about the future, but that's just us because it, it's something that we like, right. Works, and we do works. have that's other your, topics that's that we your talk relationship. about, yeah. but at the end of the day, we always talk about the future, the next thing, the goals, cause that's something that we really enjoy that motivates us. Mm-hmm. Um, gotcha. But you know, you just have to learn to turn it off honestly right. if you don't learn to turn it off you're gonna have so many distractions and you are gonna feel overwhelmed yeah. and then when you feel overwhelmed you're just gonna be a hot mess because i've been there i was, <laughs> gonna, say, I was gonna say have you been burned out yet and yeah so, how'd you recognize it and what'd you do i think when you know i recognized it when i just um was very irritable and i'm not a type of person to be irritable so, so when i mean, know i'm was irritable this, someone, when
2: was this? I'm just
1: um i think it was so it was right after I had Caleb and Ben just started his software company. So he uh, was traveling a lot. So it wasn't really there. It know. wasn't really there. And I was taking care of a newborn and I had two dogs. I have two dogs, no two Yorkies that are just nuts. So everywhere I went, grocery shopping, I had to bring Caleb with me. Um, anytime, you know, cooking by myself and doing all these things by myself and then working as well. And I just broke down and I couldn't handle it. And I was just That's like, crazy. I had a conversation with him and i'm like look i'm not in the right mental state um you need to stop traveling a lot more i know you're trying to provide for the family because it's he's in a tough situation too because he just got his company started he's trying to build us a future and i know he had to travel because he needs to put money on the table right yeah yeah,
4: yeah.
1: um but he you know so i understood that but it still didn't um change my emotions
2: So I guess, did you end up getting like external help from your mom or anybody just because, hey, I need help, I need, okay.
1: So he actually stopped traveling a lot more. Um, He still traveled, but not, you know, flying to LA like three times a month. Yeah, So he would kind of scale that back. And then we actually brought him, brought um, his mother-in-law to live with us. And she's a godsend because... You know, thankful thankfully for her, we're able to do everything that we do today.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: and I told her that we kidnapped her and she's never allowed to go back <laughs> to Florida. I mean you guys just <laughs> so with for us it, for so good.
2: You guys have a big space for her there. So like you you probably you probably just used- Let's in the basement.
1: Hey, this is whole your whole apartment floor here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so she's yeah, she's been a great, great addition to family to help out, and we're very, very blessed for her because not a lot of people can have you know help like that.
4: Yeah, that's true.
1: That's gotta be but difficult. Especially with another one coming along the way. She's yeah, congrats! Just like, what I was gonna
2: say that you have your another one coming along the way. I was like, congrats. Oh, wow!
0: Thank oh,
1: you, thank congrats. you. Yeah. that's gonna even that's not even
2: be, it's gonna be wow that's that's
0: gotta be hard right when you're like yeah. at home uh, and like your husband's traveling and then so you're not allowed to turn off like no. there's no off time because, there's no off time like the normally if there's 24 7 yeah if there's yeah. two of you you can like take turns but then yeah when it's just you it's kind of hard to, yeah. to turn off yes so
1: that's when i had that like okay this is a lot for me i can't do this mm-hmm. and then we had to um, reexamine, right, and then restructure our calendars, and yeah, yeah. really talk about it, and talk things through, and then we are able to, you know, move forward, and everything um, progressed a lot nicer. I should say. <laughs> so,
2: so now, and you know, we're back to the professional, uh, professional career piece of it. So, you, you know, as you build, you know, uh, Luxing, and as you build the mentorship program. Uh, I feel like, you know, each of the businesses require different uh, skill set, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, do you feel overwhelmed, like, learning different skill set at the same time? Or like, I, I feel like, did, you, did Luxing goes first or did the mentorship program went first?
1: It was mentorship program first, and I think everything I learned in our uh, mentorship development business really applies mm-hmm. in other areas of our lives as well and building gotcha. other businesses. So then it kind of correlates hand-in-hand with one another. Gotcha. So then it was mentorship business, then it was um, Lux Inc., and then it was the day spa.
2: Gotcha. And now, it, with that in mind, you know, with those three in mind, like I guess, because I feel like you know, as you're building a brand and then you only that you're building a service and then you're going that you're building. Like, I mean, the business is probably mostly relationship. Right. I feel like just compartmentalizing the, each of the segment of the business is kind of hard to juggle. Right. Do you have any advice for someone who's like, you know, who's just getting started in their, in their, in their life and they're trying, to, they're trying to become an entrepreneur? Like how how will you train your mind to compartmentalize that?
1: I think you really have to have um, structure and like I said be very um, cautious of your time and your calendar so it I wouldn't suggest starting three businesses or four businesses at once don't do that start with one you know and then build that one up um strong enough and if you want to move on to the second then have a second but luckily for me i've had business partners um helping me run the medical day spa and also with the luxe inc brand so it's just not myself because at the end of the day um so you found the right people
2: to work with
1: yeah i can't be everything to everyone or everything right so um, we utilize each other's strengths where my strengths came in i was able to put into um, my business and their strength also played into the business as well Mm -hmm. um so finding the right partnership is also important um but what what we've learned is because you have so many things to juggle with um and in order to carp carp, um
0: compartmentalize
1: to put yeah yeah (laughs) i need a a drink (laughs) give me a shot here please (laughs) in order to put things in different buckets right um you need to have time frames for each and every single compartment so let's just say you know um from 11 to 3 is my time for my Uh, microblading ink business. So I would do all the marking materials. I would plan out, you know, events. I would plan out um, trade shows. And then right after three o'clock ends, I stop that and then from, I would give myself a little break, like a half an hour break. And then from four o'clock to six o'clock, it's my, um, Mm. you know, day spa stuff that I need to work on. So then I'll do my day spa stuff, talking to my partners, hey, um, what, you know, new products do we need to get in for the spa? Um, you know, how are the hiring going? How are the employees? Do we need to add more? Do we need to scale back? So we would do that. And then from, then I'll have dinner. And then from maybe like seven on or eight on is my mentorship business that I have with my husband. And then we would do all that from that time frame, And then-
2: That's that's so crazy. Like that's like full schedule. See, Robert, talking about scheduling, let me tell you my schedule is easy <laughs> and
1: then i, know I mean sunday yeah. is family day so nothing gets in my calendar for sunday because so suddenly, family day so for you us.
2: so you block that for personally yeah for your... definitely
1: that's, have to have that you have to have a nice,
0: balance yeah. right yeah i so, uh did you so you you said you went through you like learned all this through like your reading and stuff when i was growing up and my mom was teaching me to like uh just from school to school right like like just to like learn stuff um she would every day i would wake up go to her business and then she would have a calendar for me of things to do right so i feel like that was uh that that was that was like very similar where like you're like compartmentalizing each uh time frames for everything i don't know if your parents had the same thing but i don't know where my my parents would have learned this other than like just doing it whereas we we go through <laughs> and like reading all these books and have to learn all this stuff right yeah
1: no my mom definitely is not the planner <laughs> yeah, you know my
2: parents are because i never growing up i never saw my parents either mm. yeah I, they were too busy working in a restaurant so my
1: mom was a single mom and she worked in restaurants so i barely yeah. saw her and this is all tough that she know. Like,
2: yeah mm. you don't see them restaurant businesses yeah, yeah. i, I think my,
1: gra- my grandpa's maybe more of a structured one yeah. um but even in my grandma's somewhat structured but not to where you know they were co- like they would put everything in, on a calendar and have a schedule um I think and that wasn't me growing up either I don't I don't think I am the way that I am now like being more structured until I was maybe 27 26 27 that's when I started being more structured based
0: hmm, interesting yeah that's uh yeah I don't know maybe it's just my mom my mom was a teacher so she had to like she uh, ha- she already yeah, had that as like cool. part of part of her schooling and stuff. The calendar um, planning part of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh let's like take a break for a second and then move okay. on to our extra MSG section where we do some funny segments and just like talk about funny stories that happen throughout the week or something. Uh Mike, right. you wanna start?
2: I can start. Okay, right. I got some funny ones. So mm. I think I already oh. I got two, but I think you already saw I, I think Robert you already saw one of them, but
0: I'll send
4: one
2: I back.
0: already saw what it is. Did you send it to the group? Is that why?
2: <laughs> yeah, that's to the group as well. It's the vacuum one. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, right? with the
0: baby? Yeah, with the baby. Oh, my goodness.
2: I, uh, by the way, you should do that with Caleb, um, Sandy. Hang, hang on. But We're going to send you this
0: TikTok video. Yeah,
2: you can forward that t- t- TikTok video to her in the chat. <laughs> I
0: don't even know where you sent it. Oh, uh, here, here. Know. I got oh, it. Yeah. Let's yeah. do forward. Oh, how do I forward on. Uh... Online.
2: Uh, you just right click on the little top right qu- arrow corner on that video. Okay.
4: Yeah.
0: Nope. You try it. You do it. I got it. <laughs> uh... Oh, I see what you're saying.
2: You can't forward.
0: Yeah. Hang on. Maybe while maybe while we're waiting, uh, Sandy, you wanna you wanna give us a funny story or or meme that you have for the week.
1: Um. What funny story do I have? I think the only funny story is with my kid.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, so Caleb recently, he's been really into video games. So we, he plays on his tablet with um, Angry Birds and all that stuff. And then he gets really into it. And he's just like, when he can't hit and kill those pigs, he's <laughs> What the flip, mommy? What the flip? He says, what the <laughs> flip? He, 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 he said, what the flip? Really? No. What the flip? And I turned off real quick. i like, what did she just say? like, what the flip? And I'm like, where did you learn that from? You get a Ben. That's
2: a Ben thing. And then That's next right. thing
1: you know, I hear my husband, like, watching a soccer game. He's
0: like, what the flip? And
1: I
2: was just like, oh, my God. It's a Ben thing, for sure. I was like.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: That's cool. Really oh, man.
1: Uh-huh. So that was
2: it. All right, so I just forwarded that video. Check it out, Sandy.
0: Um, oh, let me see. Let me turn off the volume. Yeah. And then screenshot. So,
2: share. for those uh, who are not watching this on YouTube or on our website, uh, it's pretty much <laughs> it's a Roomba. It's a There's baby a-
0: that they put on a Roomba, and then oh, her man. arms are back like, uh, like she's it's relaxing. She's like relaxing,
2: strolling around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What, what music is on it? Is it like,
2: uh, it's like, it's like, I'm strolling. Uh, yeah, rolling. Uh, yeah, I saw, oh yeah, I forgot the song called. Oh my God. Hang on. Oh yeah, the is rolling me sorry, rolling.
0: This, see me rolling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's funny.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just thought this is pretty funny though. But anyway, talk about another one. Okay. This, this is the one I wanted to share with you guys. that you haven't seen yet. So this is the Reddit posts, uh, let's scroll down. And it's obviously this dad's playing with the kid, um, and then he's like the dad sniffs the baby's hair, and the baby just turns around, gives him serious face look with the eyes, and it, the dad you know pretends like nothing. Suspicious happened.
0: toddler, being yeah. suspicious.
2: <laughs> it's just funny the baby. Look at the baby reaction. It's just super hilarious. Like just the way like he just turns around suddenly, like he gives him the eye, and it's happened a couple of times back and forth. <laughs>
0: All right, let me see if I can the play The
1: videos it. are most hilarious when it's babies or
0: animals. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, they do a lot of you, stuff you don't expect.
1: Yeah,
2: you don't yeah. expect them, that's what I'm saying. Like their intelligence is just like, you know. Different level. Different level, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anything funny
0: happened to you, Robert, this week? Oh my goodness for me. Oh, hold on, I'm watching the video now of this of this baby. all right yeah so for me um the funny story is yesterday i went to go on like me and my team decided to go out to the pier and just have lunch uh at me and this is the first time i've met anybody on my team because i I joined during covid ever right so like i've never even met any of these people in person it's the first time. Wait, did so, you have
2: a picture? What it looked like? It's walking around no, here.
0: so like we do Zoom calls and stuff, but this is the oh, first so time you know in person like. of okay. seeing them. Even my boss, like I did all my interviews online, never saw them in person. Mm-hmm. So we went, uh, we went out there. So I did a I, I rode my skate, my electric skateboard, out to the pier. Um, I met with them. We left on the way back. I wiped out. Like, there was. <laughs> I was on my board going full speed, and then there was like the trolley tracks. And then one of the trolley tracks was like a little too wide that my wheel didn't fit over it, and it just yeah. got stuck in. And yeah. then I flew off. My 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 shoulder still hurts. Like, I fell Did off. This, no. like scrape, you scrape yourself at all? No? Oh, yeah. So I have a scrape here. My knee is scraped up completely. <laughs> and then I like. I like uh lost the win- like lost my wind and I like fell on the ground and I like got up real fast pulled everything over to like the, the side. to like a sidewalk or like the grassy area and I just laid down for like for like a minute and I was like, so did, Oh my did god. You
4: see you? I'm just wondering, any of your saw you?
0: No, no. This was after I left them and it was like a little side road. It wasn't like uh, the embarcadero, which is like easier to ride on.
2: I just saw you, I just laughed. Then, oh man. No, but there was
0: like this group of girls who were like parking their car and I was like, oh man, I just wiped out. they're like the only people on the street that I could see but I was like Oh my god it hurt like I was just like I was like Is I need to catch downhill? my breath or
2: no, it was, no it was
0: it was straight it was just like that space my wheel oh, my wouldn't god. go through it and I was like oh man but like afterward like now I'm like man I I'm hurting in places that I didn't know I had like muscles right? like <laughs> I like move and like it'll hey, be maybe like a it t- was
1: a move that you were trying to do because you saw a car full of girls coming out that that's he- where it was I was like hey girl. <laughs>
2: Hey, girl. Check out, check out what I can do. I definitely didn't
0: even see them there until after I fell, so it wasn't that. <laughs> hey, everyone. That was the end of part one. Hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week for part two.
2: And if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit the like button and smash the subscribe button. And tune in for part two at our website at www.gfodots.com. All right. See you next week. Peace.
3: Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Gluten-Free Organic Thoughts Podcast. As always, we appreciate you. If you are watching us on YouTube, please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, like this episode, and leave us a comment. If you are listening to us, please leave us your honest review on your preferred podcast listening platform. And as always, you can find us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at gfot thoughts drop a comment and give us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, see you then.